are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. And there's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Only 21 years old. He's the second youngest position player now in the big leagues, but he's been so hot, he earned his way up here. When Hanniger got hurt, he grounds that one in the left field base hit. And Matos, in his very first at bat, has a big league knock. (laughs) He was pretty excited about it, too. He got the hit, he started clapping right away. A great major league debut, and then he got introduced to Giants baseball. Well, welcome. We, we hit for you in your first game. Being playful, of course, but um, yeah, really, really nice job to, to stay calm and deliver for us in his, in his first major league game. Hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman here, as always, with Joe Shasky. And uh, this is episode 61 of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. 61, Shasky. Did you know that Luis Mato struck out 61 times at the single A level in 2021? I thought you were going to go LeVon Hernandez wore number 61. Well, that was the other avenue I could go with as well. But yeah, 61, obviously, of course, is uh, LeVon Hernandez. And uh, I'll be honest, the reason I didn't go with 61 with, with LeVon Hernandez at 61, Shasky, is because uh, I was never a big uh, LeVon Hernandez fan. Uh, I remember he led the league in losses in 2000, was not a fan of that. But obviously, I kind of I always remember game seven when I think of LeVon Hernandez and how he uh, didn't quite come through for the Giants. And I never really liked that he started that game. And I, I was very quick to move off of LeVon Hernandez when when he left the Giants. So up yeah, until that point, he had been something like 11 and one in the postseason. Just yeah, he actually know. nails in the postseason. I, I later know. learned, of course, he, he did have that game four against the Braves in the division series is his finest moment as a Giant. Uh, unfortunately, we needed one more fine moment from him. But a fine moment from Luis Matos yesterday, getting his first big league hit in the second pitch he saw. And we've talked about this a lot on the morning roast uh, chassis. The excitement of Luis Matos's debut. What has you super excited about Luis Matos right now? Well, I mean, I, A, it, it's a, not just one guy now. It's not just Bailey. It's not just Schmidt. It's now a wave. Like, you hear about this when four or five years ago. It's about a wave of prospects coming through. Luis Matos being 21 years old, second youngest position player in baseball to the guy Jordan Walker who's on the other team, who you know, the, the Cardinals yesterday playing left field. I thought it was pretty special. First yeah. time I can remember being this excited about an outfielder for the Giants in like forever, like Darren Lewis style, Chili Davis style. Like that's how long it's been for most Giants fans. So I'm really excited. And then he gets a hit in his first at bat. And then he gets, you know, pinch hit for in true Giants fashion, like Gabe Kapler yeah. said. But you know what? Like all in all, what a great day. And hopefully this is the first of thousands of hits. Like truly. Yeah, no, the, 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 the palpable excitement around Matos, I think, does stem for the fact that, yeah, he has legitimate, like, this guy could be the dude kind of potential. Like, Casey Schmidt, a fine baseball player. I like Casey Schmidt a lot. Definitely thinks he's a part of the Giants' future. But I never look at Casey Schmidt like, oh, yeah, here we go. The dude is here. Like, when Buster Posey arrived, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's going to be a fixture in this lineup. He, this, they're going to build around this guy. I never really saw Casey Schmidt as that type. He's still a great player. He's just not the player. Patrick Daly, kind of a similar thing. He's a guy. He's not the guy. Luis Matos, he's the first guy to arrive where it's just like, he could be that guy. Well, could uh, he be your Ronald Acuna? Could he be your Julio Rodriguez? I mean, those guys are phenoms, yeah. superstars. At this point, bro, 
I'll, I'll take being close to James Outman for the Dodgers for crying out <laughs> loud. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what we're looking for. As you talk about the Dodgers, they're going to face him in a little bit and that'll be awesome for the young man to get himself acclimated. But I think the fact that he is a plus power plus contact plus speed plus defense type of a player. I mean, dare I say one of the highest prospects to come out of the outfield since Willie Mays, Bobby Bonds, like seriously. I mean, I think the Chili Davis one's a good one. I mean, the Giants have had so many just flops in the outfield yeah. over the last few years. I mean, you can, you know, rattle off such a long, long, illustrious list from Todd Linden to mm-hmm. Dan Ortmeyer. Nate Sherholtz had a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a time where we Lance thought Jared Necro. Parker would be the guy. Lance Necro was Mac another Williamson. one. Mac, the, the tragedy of Mac Williamson. So it's, I'm excited for it. I, I I don't want to get like too overly excited I though, know. just because like I don't want to work myself up. But I want to believe this is going to be a different situation with Matos. I mean, the, the, the streak of flopping with outfielders in the draft has to end at some point. And why not with Luis well, Matos? Because he just he has everything that this organization needs to to be a guy who they can build around. It feels like they've done such a great job developing pitchers and infielders. Boy, if they could just hit on one of these outfielders, just one, just one. In I mean, cash- Sam, wouldn't it be awesome? Just one. I mean, the cachet that Farhan would have if he could say, hey, I snapped that outfielder in the all-star game streak. I mean, that's, that's something that multiple general managers and multiple managers over long periods of time. What, Chili Davis, when when was his last all-star appearance? It was like 86, 87, 86, something like 87, that. 87, yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at... 35-ish years since, yeah. you know, like Ronald Reagan was in the, with the White House the last time the Giants had a homegrown outfielder. And so the, it feels like, yeah, they they have potential to finally have a guy. And again, it's one game. I'm not crowning Luis Matos. No, but he's highly rated. After one game. But the hope, the, 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 the yes. feel is there. And it's going to be exciting to watch him throughout the rest of the season because, again, you're the, the wave of young guys we have, uh, we're, we're seeing on the Giants right now. Eight guys have made their debuts with the team this year. And a lot of these guys look like they're guys that are going to stick around for a long time. Luis Matos could be leading that way. It's just a very exciting time to be a Giants fan watching these guys come up. It's also an exciting time because the Giants are four games above 500, which is a season high. They just swept the Cardinals in St. Louis. When's the last time you could say that happened? They were Forever. six and one against the Cardinals this year, which I don't care how bad the Cardinals are. Considering the card, I always consider like if the Dodgers are the number one rival to the Giants, I always have the Cardinals at number two because they've always just longtime organizations that have been just butting heads for so long. In the There's playoffs, so nastiness in that rivalry. Great playoff series. Oh, two, 87. Which- uh, yeah. 2014, 2014. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, the Cardinals and Cowbells, Jeff Leonard, there was the fight that Will Clark and Ozzie Smith had. Well, I think up in the like wins over bad teams still count wins over yes. your rivals when they're bad, still count beating the Cardinals six out of seven times in the season. That still feels really good. So, well, and Yastrzemski coming through to complete the sweep, tying the game up uh, when it was down to two strikes and two outs in the ninth inning. That was pretty special. And then seeing Camilo Duvall go up against two, I would say two of the top eight. If I was putting together a lineup of eight guys, you know, everyday lineup of Giants killers. Oh, yeah. Two of the top eight all time. Arenado, Goldschmidt, Duvall, Kazem, back to back. Are you kidding me? 
I mean, that that's an ultimate just, yeah, smiting of the dragon. And then you have to smite the next dragon after that. It's, yeah, those two guys are literally built to make Giants fans miserable. And Camille Duvall is like, eh, no, nah, that's not a big yeah. deal. And this excitement all feels like it's, it's surrounding a team that maybe they could be a playoff team right now. They are two games up uh, on having a playoff spot. They currently hold that sixth, while, that sixth and final playoff spot. Two games up uh, on the next team. I think it's the Marlins right now are the the first Marlins. out right now. Shasky, I mean, I is does this feel like a playoff team right now? Uh, there's a long way to go. We're not even halfway through the season. They're in the mix, and that's more than I expected. They're way yeah. farther along organizationally in my mind than they were at the beginning of the year. Forget the record. Record be damned. Schmidt, Bailey. Bailey's been a revelation. Bailey, I think, has thrown his name into the hat for Rookie of the Year. That's number one. Doval, Logan Webb. What a great contract to sign him on. It's looking better and better every single start. And then seeing Luis Matos, this feels like the organization and the tide is turning. But in terms of this season, just let's just sit in the inner tube and see where it goes. It's an inner tube season. Yeah. Like, let's let the current take us down the river. And maybe when we get to the playoffs, we, we fall a little short, but all these guys develop. I'll be cool with that. Maybe some of these guys struggle. Some of these guys develop and they make the playoffs. I'm cool with that too. Like, I just want to see the young guys go. And if we win games, great. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. I kind of agree with you there. But just looking at the way this team is built right now, the way they're playing right now, Shasky, they prior to last week, before they went to Colorado, they were 1-25 in in games in which they were trailing in the seventh inning or later. In their last eight games, four times they've come back wow. after trailing in the seventh inning or later. They're fine. Like, I think it's no coincidence that you're seeing that happening right when the lineup gets healthy. Because, again, we all know what do the Giants love to do? Play the matchups. Mm-hmm. We like to joke about the line changes that they do late in the games. But it's not just a joke. They do that for a reason because they want to switch out their guys and start getting those matchups on the opposing team's bullpens. That's something they're really good at. That's something they're really good at making other teams miserable when they do that. And But if we're going to have, have a serious conversation about them being playoff contenders, they're two arms short in the rotation. Yes. And that's going to suffocate their bullpen at some point. I'm really worried about their bullpen. They look great right now but they're going to be using up a lot of oxygen over the next couple of weeks. If they're going to continue to trot out the openers, it's no, just I, to I law of averages. You you're flirting with it. I agree with you there. I think that kind of ties into a conversation that they're going to eventually have to have regarding Shamanaya. We talked about him on the last episode that we did where he's been great doing that bulk roll out of the bullpen. Uh, he's, he says he's not really doing a whole lot different. There's a little bit different, some differences in his prep. Um, but for the most part, like again, he's hit, holding hitters to 187 in his six uh, appearances out of the bullpen. He's been absolutely dealing. And at some point, the Giants are going to have to figure out whether or not they would want to put him back in the rotation because the Brebia Manaya one two punch in the bullpen, like, yeah, it does work. Brebia does a great job as an opener. It's not, I don't think it's something you can really sustain going a lot going forward because, again, like, yeah, you are going to need that bullpen. The Giants' bullpen has become absolutely rock solid. And to overtax them by having all these bullpen games, I mean, it works now, but there's there's five starting pitchers on a team for a reason, Shasky. It's because you need yeah. five starting pitchers. When you're going with the bullpen games, you know, one or two times a week, that will eventually start to catch up to you. And the whole point of, you know, why they got so many arms this offseason was to avoid those bullpen games. So, if this is to be a playoff team, yeah, number one, you got to fix the starting rotation. You got to get more mm-hmm. arms in there. 
I like I'm all in on Logan Webb. You've heard me how I go off on how I think he should be an all star. I'll keep beating that drum no matter how, you know, uh, how, how not likely it's going to happen. But Alex Cobb, hopefully he can keep it up all year long. I don't know if he'll be an all star pitcher throughout the entire season. Anthony DiScalfani is a coin flip right now. Every time he takes the mound, it, it depends on whether he's getting that slider work well, or not. Alex Wood is kind of eh, right but this now. This is where this is where I think they need to be really shrewd, and they got to think about getting an, an arm under team control for next year, right? Like you want to get exactly. a guy right now. I would try to jump the line and go get Shane Bieber, and because your prospects feel very good right now across the board. Maybe there's one or two that you can sell that you couldn't have sold last year. And because the entire organizational farm feels different, because that's what teams say when they want to strike a deal. Do I like your farm as a whole? Not do I yeah. like that guy or that guy or that guy? Do I like your farm as a whole? I feel like baseball is starting to recognize their farm as a whole looks a hell of a lot better this year than last year. So maybe somebody bites. Yeah. And again, around baseball, people know what Farhan Farhan Zaidi has a lot of, I don't know if clout's right, but he has a lot of respect within mm-hmm. the baseball community. You ask anyone, oh, yeah, you got a smart guy there. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to develop talent. He knows how to find talent. People know that you can get good deals or mm-hmm. you can find good players when you talk to Farhan. And so, yeah, it will be interesting to see just kind of how that does impact with the trade deadline. I don't know if you need to maybe break the bank for a major starting pitcher, depending on just kind of what the asking price is for pitching at the trade deadline. Uh, Like I would be kind of cautious about giving too much up for like a Marcus Stroman. Yes. Uh, I remember when they got Chris Bryant a couple years ago, I think they traded like their seventh and 15th ranked prospects. And I don't know. I don't have the top 20 in front of me right now. But if you can get something similar like that for a Marcus Stroman or a Shane Bieber, someone who help you this year and next year, I would totally be okay with that because when you look up and down the rest of this roster, again, you got a bullpen that right now makes these games basically six innings long. Yeah, you can throw like a Luke Jackson, or if you can get John Brebia out of that opener role, get him late in the game, and then you get the Rogers brothers leading into Camille Doval. You could shorten this game very quickly yes. if you're the Giants, and you have a lineup that again is capable of coming back late in games. Like now we're seeing it. The way they handle these matchups on any given night, that was a big part of 2021, was the comeback win. I'm not saying that you could just rely on comeback wins, but you have a lineup that can at any time figure out a way to come back into this game. The top of this lineup, I'm very big on. I love having Lamont Wade Jr. and Tyro Estrada up there in the one-two spots. Love to see uh, Luis Matos getting in there. J.D. Davis, when he comes back, kind of holding things down the three-four spots. This lineup, it can get things going early. I agree with that. It can get things going late. When you have a great bullpen, you're just missing that third part of the triarchy, which is, you know, getting that starting rotation settled in. And maybe it's Kyle Harrison. I know. Well, maybe it is. It's asking a lot. The guy's barely gone through five innings, uh, you know, in the minors. And I know they're trying to stretch him out, per se. Look, they need a they need a proven MLB veteran to me. And then Kyle Harrison slots in as your three, four, five, as opposed to your one, two, right? That's yeah. hopefully is what you're looking for, depending on how much more sustainable the Alex Cobb starts are. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Like the, the, the team looks very promising right now. Look around baseball. There are some surprises. I mean, we just talked about the Cardinals being terrible. Who has the Marlins competing for a mm. playoff spot? I didn't, and yet you look up, and here they are. And I feel like the Giants are in the mix with the Cardinal, with the Marlins. Excuse me. 
Yeah, who saw that coming? That's I think that's the thing right? that kind of is in the Giants' favor right now is that when you do look around the National League, I mean, obviously the the, the Diamondbacks are setting the standard in the National League West right now. The Dodgers are also going to make the playoffs. So that's two slots right there. Mm-hmm. Got division winners in the Central and the East. So basically, you have two wild card spots that you're playing for right now. Uh, whoever comes in second in the NL East, they're probably gonna get one of those wild card spots. Whether it's you know the Marlins, maybe you know the Phillies get back into things. I I, I don't think the Mets are getting back into yeah. things. But outside of that, I mean, your competition for that sixth and final playoff spot, it literally could come down to the Giants versus the Marlins. It could yes. be you know that could be it. Whereas you know last year there was a lot of teams jostling for that final playoff spot. This year it's not as crowded of a field, and so. Yeah, if they can maybe stumble into a playoff appearance, that would be great. But the Giants, I feel like they're in this kind of position where if they don't make the playoffs, but you still see develop from the young guys, you could still call this season a success. Absolutely. Uh, but while we're in the mix, let's enjoy it. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. Sam, don't you play the games to win? Uh, and it feels like seeing this team kind of get back some of that late game swag with the pinch hitting, the platooning, the late game magic, if you will, from 2021. That's been fun, at least as of recently. You know it's fun when Bonte Hill's throwing papers in the air saying I'm bought into this Giants team now. That was what a great way to end the show today.